Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want to be on a flight to L.A. See the sunrise from my window seat. I've got this ache that just wants to get away. Watch the clouds turn pink in a different city. Could be in a prettier place with different people. But I don't think that I would change. Cause all the shadows in me, the ugly things, they, they follow me around and they'd say. Who do you think you are? And where do you think you're going? You're running in circles like... Oh, it's not often you get to play like commercial grade, like top quality music, and then actually get to speak to the person that made it. Jazz Patterson <laughs> joins us in studio. Jazz, been looking forward to this ever since I contacted you a couple of weeks ago to say, do you want to do it? She yeah. said, heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, amazing. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Now, are you the archetypical Kiwi muso that started when they were 10 and you got <laughs> a ukulele or something like that. Tell yes. us about when your music journey started. Yes, I am, I suppose, like a typical musician in that sense. I started really very young. Um, I think I started when I was about 10 or 11 years old. I started getting guitar lessons, um, singing lessons. I think I was I was really on the Taylor Swift buzz for mm-hmm. a long time. I was like... I. I want that to be me. Like, I want to write my own songs. Um, And so I started writing songs, and they were, like, awful. I really wish that I had some sort of saved up because they're genuinely so bad. What were you singing about? Caterpillars and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a song about, like, a penguin. That was one of my first songs was literally about a penguin. Um, Yeah, so I started writing songs around that age, and then they they improved um, over the years. It took a bit of time, but like, I guess growing up, I um, I was always writing songs, making music, and then started um, performing and recording and got involved with things like Smoke Free Rock Quest and um, Play It Strange songwriting competitions. Yeah. That was so what's your, what's your passion, writing or performing? <sighs> or performing your writing? I love both so much. Oh, probably maybe performing a little bit more because you have to get out of your head and just be like completely in the moment and then whereas with writing sometimes I can get a little bit stuck in my head and be like do I want to say things this way or that way or like how does this sit and I can get quite analytical about it sometimes but with performing you have to be right there in the moment look people in the eye like it's so scary but what, so fun <laughs> what was the first uh, for you what was the first um socially or publicly palatable mm-hmm. song you wrote that Ooh. you thought, that's it, now I've got it? Um, I think it was a song called Validation that I wrote when I was about um, 15. And I think I like I won like some songwriting um, competition or something, so I was able to record it. And then from there I was like, oh, 
my music, you know, like I can, I can actually work on this. Like I can, I can, I can do this. I can get better at this. But, um, but it's just, it's such a sweet song. It's about like, you know, like taking care of yourself and loving yourself and giving yourself your own validation. Mm. Um, so very wholesome message <laughs> from Young Jazz. Now I also understand that you were like, I'm going to be a muso. I'm going to be mm. a muso till the sort of late teens, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you stopped. Yes. <laughs> Tell, talk yeah. me through that period of your life. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of random with my like music journey, I guess, because I was dead set on being a musician, and then I moved to Christchurch because I'm from like a really tiny town um, south of Christchurch called Geraldine. Moved to Christchurch, and then I actually took like a really big break from music. Um, I studied to be a therapist, and I worked as a counsellor. For a while, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but random. How long? So how long were you? So you left at what age? Seventeen? You left music? Um, eighteen. I think it was sort of around. Oh, yeah. I think it was sort of around eighteen, nineteen. Like I, I moved to Christchurch. I worked with this producer for a year, and we were working really hard. Um, but the the relationship kind of the the relationship dissolved, and then all of this like work and blood, sweat and tears, money, time, resources that I had like poured into this project um, just didn't go anywhere. Like the project wasn't going to go anywhere. So I was kind of like, ugh, like I'm just really burnt out. I'm going to do something else for a bit. So how long did you do something else for a bit? I did something else for a bit for a long time. (laughs) So it's not a bit. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually, yeah. I I mean, when did I get back into music? I I started going to um, doing an artist development program at a place called Seoul in Christchurch. And I think I started that, going to Seoul at maybe around... 2019, 2020. So I haven't been, I haven't been back for ages. Yeah. Okay. So was it a scratch that needed itching, and you had time? Did you need time away to realise mm. how to do it properly next time? In some ways, yeah. In some ways, I think um, I did a bit of, I just did a bit of living. Like I did a lot more living in that patch of time, and I think I went from being like very like young, naive, sweet trusting to, to actually like having a little bit more life experience yeah and I, I think that's that's definitely like informed my writing I think that my my writing and um, the the type of subjects that I want to write about and focus on have changed and are a little more um, they have a bit more depth I think now that I'm a little older not having a nine to five and yeah. the regular paycheck on fortnightly or on the 15th uh-huh. of the month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge risk and, <laughs> yeah. and huge trust <laughs> Mm. You must have to trust yourself that you can make this work. Yeah, I do. I really, I really, really do. Um, it's been an interesting balance, sort of switching over from like having the you know a paycheck every two weeks when I was working as a counsellor to being like, oh my god, like it's all up to me. I have to make this happen. Um, I feel like it was quite a transition period in that that early stage that did take a lot of trust but I feel like now I'm sort of a little more settled into it but then every so often I'm like oh my god like I don't have like a like a job job like I sing for a job so I really have to hustle a lot. So how do, you're sort of like um, a freelancer and, and I guess mm. gigs is your income yeah. uh, mainly. Yeah essentially yeah. But you can go a couple of weeks without one and then you can yeah. go out a week with three. Yeah is, yeah. is that hectic? It's very hectic. Um 
Uh, yeah, my my poor voice doesn't know what's up. Every so often I'm like, I'm so sorry, uh, voice. We've got like four studio sessions and then we've got five gigs this week. Uh, but next week we've just got two. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is it is very hectic. I I've sort of found that like as I've settled more into being self-employed, I've I've kind of ish figured out like roughly what works. Um, how many gigs is too many gigs? How many is too few? And like I feel like I've got a slightly better balance now. But but in saying that, it is different every week, literally every single week. How hard? How easy to get gigs? Uh, I mean, you're in the biggest city in New Zealand now. Yeah. Is it easier than Christchurch? Um, in some ways, I feel like it's kind of on par. Like I kind of feel like it's about um, the relationships a lot of the time. Like it took me a wee while to sort of start, you know, like meeting people, sending emails out and building connections. But I feel like once once I've got a booking in a bar and, you know, if I've done a good job, like being professional, showed up early, blah, 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 um, then usually I'm away. Yeah. Yeah, it's just getting that first one, being yeah, impressing them. Yeah, people liking getting you. Getting in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. So, what necessitated the change, Christchurch to Auckland? Um, the majority of the music industry is based up in Auckland, so I just it was partly. Um, Partly logistical, partly being like it's just going to be easier to be around other artists, to be around studios, to be around industry people. Partly logistical and then partly me sort of saying to myself, um, I'm really prioritising this. Like I'm really just going to sort of push myself into this. It's going to be really scary. But as I guess just a way of um, taking it really seriously to myself. Yeah, It can be like a lot of industries, music industry, um, professional sports teams can become very insular and you operate inside a bubble and your friends, your colleagues and all that, you've all common interests, you're you're all in this bubble. Yeah. Do you need time out of that bubble, non-music people, non-music stuff, Mm-hmm. to just, I don't know, to bring bring a more complete part to your life? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, because otherwise you sort of um, talk work all day, every day, and you don't really get to switch off. Um, so I really try, actually a, a lot of my friends um, are in different, different industries which mm. which I enjoy like I, I love having friends who are like based in the music industry but also just have like a variety of people and I guess like a variety of um, experiences as well I do try to switch off when I can and do like non-music stuff like Wednesday yeah. so Wednesday <clears throat> Wednesdays of the day I love my Wednesdays so much <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays Thursday um, uh, yeah now you've bought your guitar in I have. I'd quite like to put it to use because I told you to bring it in for a reason. So lovely. So hopefully, hopefully these mics work. I, 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 hopefully our sound mix is in the booth here. Uh-huh. What do you want us to, to do? Do you want magic. us to turn on more than one mic? Or are we just uh, we're going to do it now. Are you okay? Do you want to have a little break? Do you, Sam? Do you want us to have a break? We're going to have a break so Sam can set up the studio to be more audio receptive to the golden tones of Jazz Patterson. You're on Afternoons with Staffy. No sport. We are music. And we're back with Jazz <laughs> after this. Uh, just uh, coming up to 20 past three, we've got Jazz Patterson in studio with us. And I said, bring your guitar, Jazz. We've got the studio set up for you. You're going to play us a little tune. Uh, turn the mics on, please, Sammy. Uh, we're going to play us a little tune. Can you tell us... Um, what's the name of it? How did it come about? When did you write it? What's mm-hmm. the meaning behind it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the name of the song is Ache. Um, and I wrote it a couple of years ago um, over lockdown. I wrote it about an ex-partner of mine who I nearly got married to. 
Um, so she was a she was a big old breaker. <laughs> she was a pretty punchy breaker. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the song is essentially about what it was like to have my life like completely intertwined and entangled with someone else's life and then to just be like, we don't have a future together. This is not going to be the life that I thought that I would have. Like, you know, I didn't say yes to um, forever with you. And yeah. Oof, okay. Let's hear it. Jess Patterson with, uh, with Ake. It's like a acoustic session. Here we go.
Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you people got to hear that. I got to hear it and see it. I'm a very observational person, Jazz Patterson. Just move that, uh-huh. move that low mic out oh, of the way yes, of you. Oh, yes, that's not needed anymore. You disappear into yourself. <laughs> You're two people. <laughs> yeah, Is I that did, a fair comment? I did just disappear for a second there, for sure. <laughs> that's the part of artistry that I love in, in any sort of creative space mm-hmm. is you click out a real life and go into the, the other mm. life. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So do you need to do that when you write? I do, I do. I need to kind of like switch everything off, like every kind of distraction, turn my phone off and throw it into a bin. Um, And then, yeah, and then I'm away. Then I can write, yeah. And like your facial expressions change when you sing too. Oh, really? Like as I say, you you, you just become something else and it's just like this soulful person. not saying Mm. you're not soulful when you're like this. Mm -mm. Now, you're trying to get out a new EP. I am. It's not cheap. It is not cheap. <laughs> so people think EP, Spotify, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Can you sort of break down? Is an EP how many tracks are you looking at? Five. Sure. Um. Yeah, about five. About five. Yeah. Why does it cost so much? Where, where are your costs mm-hmm. as an artist to produce a five-track EP? Um. Yeah. Well, the costs. Uh. The the list is long of um people that. I work with really fantastic people. Um, so I suppose for an EP, the the big bill is production, the mix, the master, um, and then there is like paying a graphic designer, doing a photo shoot for all of the album artwork, and then there's marketing and PR. Um, it's a it's a big old list. Yeah, mm. yeah, it takes a lot. Um, so where where do people get to listen to your music? I know the answer, but you tell me. How can they listen to your music? Where do they go? Um, Mostly Spotify, YouTube, I'd Mm. say, are probably the two biggest. Yeah. We've had a text in from Sam saying, how do you make money from Spotify? (laughs) I do not make money from Spotify. (laughs) You're supposed to, aren't you? Um, Well, I think you're technically supposed to. I think if your streams are like if you're getting like big, big streams, that's probably when you're making the money. I'm getting like small to medium streams. Um, Yeah, yeah. And is it right in YouTube, if there's an ad that plays before it, if you click on the ad, you get paid. If if they don't click on the ad, you don't. Something like that. (gasps) Don't know. Something like that probably exists. But I feel like, yeah, royalties aren't aren't huge. They're not really how I make my money um, at the moment. So... We need to get more streams of your songs. We need to get you more yes, out there. And we need to help you get this bundle of work, which is just waiting to fester onto New Zealand airwaves. Mm-mm. Fester is a fantastic word. Yes. Um, <laughs> so come on, listeners. Um, how do we How do we give you a hand? Like a lot of people mm. have just, they can give five bucks, ten bucks. You've also got, if you donate mm-hmm, X mm-hmm. dollars, you'll get a beanie, a hoodie, a bag and a whole yeah. raft of things. Can you talk us through the crowdfunding yeah. thing? And because there's some cool ideas in there. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I can talk you through the the crowdfunding. So I'm, I've been running a crowdfunding campaign for the last couple of weeks. Um, and basically, it's just to sort of help me to cover some of the costs of the EP. So the the mix, the master, the the shoot, everything. Um, so it's not a money making exercise, no, people. It's a cost covering exercise. It is a cost covering exercise for sure. Um, so what I've what I've done to just kind of make it like a little bit more fun is I've added um, different perks. So there's like different perks to different stages of contribution. So if you want to chuck in um, 
say, for example, I think $100 will get you like a tote bag and $150 will get you a tote bag and a beanie and a hoodie. So I've done a bunch of new merch um, with new design. So if if that's your jam, then that's part of it. Um, and then I'm also doing a, a performance perk. So if you want me to play Ooh. at your wedding, your, your 21st or like your 40th or whatever, um, that's an option there. Um, and then another really fun one I'm doing is a, a personal song. Um, oh, I like the sound so of this. You I'm could actually, write a jingle for my show. I could write a jingle for your show. <laughs> I sure could. I'm actually really looking forward to doing the song one. Like one of the people who bought a personal song sent me through what he wants me to write about. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm so excited. Is that to, scary or exciting? Uh, oh, it's both because it means a lot to him. I won't say what it is because it's like it's it's very personal. Like I'm amazed at like. Yeah, it's going to be a very personal song. But yeah, a, li- a little nervous. I just, yeah, I really want to do it um, justice for him. So where do we go to get these option packs? Like my donation yeah. um, did qualify me for one of the perks, but I just let you keep that perk. Uh, some, <laughs> one, one for someone else. Mm, mm. Um, and actually, full disclosure, I'm always, sure. on, always honest with my listeners. The reason I did it, I want a young Kiwi who's, who's found music, left music, Refound music, relocated mm. to a different city. She's having a crack, um, and when she succeeds, I can put my little pinky finger and say, "I gave her a hand a few years ago. I gave her a hand, and it makes us proud with Kiwis helping Kiwis." Right? Mm. That, that's mm. why I did it. That yeah. was my motivation. Thank you. So, where do we go to to have a look and, and give you a nudge along? Yeah. Um, so, all of the links to everything are um, on my social media, and then I've also got an Indiegogo page. So, um, so my name is Jazz Patterson. One Z. One, one T. <laughs> I love that. One Z, one T. I'll be saying that to people for the rest of my life. But um, the link is on my social media, so Instagram or Facebook, uh, Jazz Patterson, um, or you can go straight to the Indiegogo page under Jazz Patterson. And that's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O. It's got four hours left. Um, it's cool. You've raised 6200 $82. I'm stoked. Yeah, I am so stoked. That's awesome. But yeah. we need a bit more. We need another fourish. We need another fourish. And, you know, yeah. it's sort of like an auctions and all the money comes late. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So do us a favour, team. Um, just go and make a little contribution now, whatever you can afford. And Jazz will get in a car and she'll go home and she'll refresh the page. And she said, I just performed and <laughs> made a couple of hundy. You know, that's what we want to do, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jazz, we wish you all the very best. I, I really, you. really mean that. I, I admire... Um, Kiwis that take the plunge, follow their dream, follow their heart. Mm. And the only thing better would be you crack it, your big <laughs> silver scrolls. That's the goal. Emmys. That's the one. Movie scripts. <laughs> Let's go. Jazz, we wish you all the best. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's go to Johnny Mac.